Welcome back to the Auto Amateur Podcast. This is James. In this week's episode, I'm talking about something that happened to me this week, which was pretty special, I have to say. I came across a special variant of the Porsche 911. Only 500 of them were made, and I feel pretty lucky to have been in its presence. Let's go check it out. So I imagine just by telling you guys that there are only 500 of this particular model of 911 made, there'll be at least a few of you out there who've probably guessed what it was. It was breathtaking. Maybe not to my style, frankly, but just to see such a rare example of a 911 was truly incredible. It was the exclusive series 991.2 Turbo S in gold with carbon fiber galore all over it. Absolutely, truly stunning. It was a cabriolet, unfortunately. I'm not a massive fan of the cabriolets. I'm a huge fan of the coupes. But nonetheless, it just looked absolutely remarkable. Now, would I want to own one myself? I guess if everything was equal, if all models were equal, maybe not. But the fact that there are only 500 of them the fact that you'll see parts of this car, trim, options, tuning, components that will only be available in this model for this limited run ever is just absolutely remarkable. So this week I was down at Porsche of Minneapolis hanging out with my friend Chris uh, who works there and having my 911 serviced, the dreaded 100,000 mile service. I have a video coming out talking about this shortly and uh, I'm also going to be talking about this with Andy from The Last Rasp uh, in next week's podcast. There was a lot of stuff that went on, and, and we'll, we'll talk about that at the right time. But in this, in this episode, we're just talking about this Turbo S. So this vehicle puts out over 600 horses. It is a beast, an absolute beast. That's about 27 or 30 horses above the Turbo S, which is already ridiculously powerful it has a 3.8 liter flat six engine it has that exclusive power kit that gives you that maximum torque i think i'm trying to think how many foot pounds it has it the, the numbers escaping me now but it's it's pretty ridiculously large we're probably talking if it has 600 horses we're probably talking around seven eight hundred foot pounds of torque just an absolute monster it does 0 to 60 in 2.9 seconds and takes about 9.6 seconds to go uh, a quarter mile. So it's a 10-second car if you're a Fast and Furious fan. This is a 10-second car. Some of the other special features. It has, you could either get the black painted 20-inch wheels, center locking, which is you know what a lot of the GT cars have, the GTS, the GT3, etc. They have the, the central locking cars. But you could also get carbon fiber wheels as an option for this car. And I've seen those in the flesh. And I have no idea how that material is strong enough or, or durable enough to serve as rims. But apparently they are, and it works, and they look absolutely incredible. It's, you know, it, it's better than dipping something in gold, in my opinion. It's dipping it in gold and then covering it in carbon fiber. If anybody gives me a present, which is gold, 
I want it wrapped in carbon fiber. Just, just absolutely spectacular. So walking into the dealership, there is a black Turbo S in front of me. There is a brand new, uh, brand new Targa on the right in um, like British kind of racing green with the heritage interior, which is the new special package. Couldn't care less. There was a brand new 991, sorry, 992 Turbo S on the left. Couldn't care less. You walk into the dealership, this thing just captures your attention. It's pretty incredible. And I, I think if somebody ever asked me, would you like a gold car? I think my answer would be no. If somebody said, would you like carbon fiber wheels? I think the answer would probably be no, even though I'm a big fan of carbon fiber. But you see this thing just sitting there and it is it really is something special. It sort of took me back to, you know, visiting the Tower of London as a kid and going to see the uh, the crown and the the you know the the royal jewelry. It was something that special. So only 500 of this version were put out. And I think the production years um, were around 2017 to 2019 if I'm not mistaken. Um at least for the 991.2 um, the, the exclusive series, I think, came out over a period of about 12 to 18 months. And, of course, they've all sold. And I'm sure there were lots of people who were extremely disappointed for not getting on the list, which is why they not have only held their price. They have gone up in price. People are paying upwards of 250, 300,000 or more for these Turbo S's exclusive series and even shipping them around the world. It's incredible. Just like the 911R that came out in the first generation 991, that basically, you, had, you didn't have a prayer of getting on the list for having one of those. A lot of people bought those just to make money, unfortunately. I don't think, um, I, think, I, th- I think it's pretty well documented that there were a lot of people who just bought them as an investment as opposed to a driving car, which is really sad. And I, I imagine the same thing happened um, for this exclusive series, Turbo S. But now you're starting to see a few of them in the market. People have had them for a couple of years. They put a couple of thousand miles on and they probably want to move to something else or they can see the prices going up and they want to make a bit of money. So for the enthusiasts out there that want one, you can buy them if you have two or 300 grand lying around. But if you're a collector, this is absolutely a collector's item. So the exterior is pretty incredible. I mean, it has the sort of typical turbo setup. You've got the specialized turbo um, fog lights at the front, the two strips. If you look back at any of the turbo variants from the past 10, 15 years, you notice that the front bumper, the turbo front bumper, is very unique looking. Well, the same was true for this exclusive series. It also has the fins on either side of the bumpers, which almost look like shark fins or gills. And I believe they're on the back as well. that design feature you don't see all that often and that they're becoming more popular now with the 992 is you can actually get them from the factory with a standard um you know carrera or carrera s and they come with the aero kit um no you know what i actually take that back i think they're only available with the turbo but anyway (laughs) you don't see them all that often and they look pretty spectacular and just like every other turbo, they have the air intakes uh, sitting on the, the shoulders, on the rear arches as you look back towards the car, bringing that air into, the, into the, the engine compartment at the back. And also, just like other turbos, they have the very specific turbo spoiler, the turbo deck lid, which is unique to the turbo. The GT3 spoilers look different, the the ducktail looks different, the GTS spoiler looks different, and the turbo has its own spoiler. Now, this exclusive series 
you have carbon fiber in the vents in the bumper. You have carbon fiber weave for the wing mirrors. You have carbon fiber in the turbo air intakes at the back of the car. And the top edge of the spoiler is also carbon fiber. And then of course the wheels. So, you know, you might argue they've gone carbon fiber nuts. The car isn't 100% carbon fiber, which, which would suggest maybe otherwise. Um, but I think the use of the carbon fiber is just about enough, which probably means if it's just about enough for me, it's maybe too much for the average Porsche enthusiast. But I imagine for the collectors, it's just making you salivate. So we talked about the exterior. We talked about the performance. Now let's talk about the interior. Well, the interior looks pretty similar to any 991 of its age with a few enhancements. You have the Turbo S stitched in the headrest using gold deviated thread. And on a black interior, that actually looks really dope. You might think it looks a little gaudy, but it's very subtle. And then the deviated stitching for the leather on the dash and the leather on the door. And then of course the leather um, bolsters around the chair. That also has the gold deviated stitching, as does the steering wheel. Just absolutely incredible. And they're the sports, uh, the, the, the sports steering, uh, sport um, seats, which have the higher bolsters, which uh, also just sort of add to that luxury interior. Um, there is some Alcantara in there, unfortunately. Um, I believe the centers of the seats. Um, if you didn't get the full leather, would come with Alcantara. And of course, the the, um, the roof is Alcantara. But the rest of it is essentially all cow. It's all leather. Now, the one thing about this exclusive series turbo, which I'm not a big fan of, to be honest, is the double black stripe that goes from the, the spoiler at the back, up the deck lid, across the roof, and down to the Porsche emblem on the front of the car. I think if you're going to have a stripe on a car, it sort of needs to go, as I so eloquently put it, ass to toe. <laughs> or head to toe. It needs to go all the way over the car. And this is its like a half attempt at a stripe. And I kind of get they didn't want to go over the top, but it is a little bit sort of dodge. It is a little bit Pontiac. And I think that takes away a little bit from the car. But you know what? I'm not going to quibble. I'm sure you could take it off if you wanted to. And it still looks pretty good, but that's the one thing I'm just not entirely sure about. There are other aspects that I really like about it in that they contrast the gold with the black. So, of course, carbon fiber, um, the Porsche standard for carbon fiber is, is the black and it's the gloss black. Even though out there in the industry, you can get matte black carbon fiber. You can get red carbon fiber that's matte or gloss. You can even get blue carbon fiber that's matte or gloss, but, but Porsche go with the, the sort of the, the graphite kind of black color. And that contrasts really well against the gold. Um, but it also has the black fins in the rear bumper and the and parts of the grille on the front are black. So they haven't gone gold everywhere, even though it quite clearly is a gold car. But those subtle accents with the carbon fiber, I think they just really complement it. And then this had black, uh, I can't remember if it was carbon fiber or not, but they had the black Porsche emblem on the back, the letters, and then 911 Turbo S. Just an absolutely, completely um, dreamy car and then I believe also um, the, the the sports chrono unit on the dashboard um, is also unique to this particular 
to this particular car. Um, a limited number of chronographs produced, 500 of course, for this particular series. Um, the housing is made of lightweight titanium. The inside, black titanium carbide, um, which gives it sort of a slightly more sportier design. And then I believe also you get the Turbo S exclusive series um, in the instrument cluster in the center, um, as well as some uh, gold sort of accents on the, the chronograph as well. So just, just absolutely breathtaking. So it was pretty special to see it in there. And from what I understand, um, there is a overseas buyer that has picked it up and that's actually shipping it back to Europe. Um, so it's going back to the homeland. I don't know if it's actually going back to Germany, but it's certainly going back to the continent where it was from originally. And uh, I'm kind of sad that North America is losing one of these, even though it is a cabriolet. So would I have a coupe? Yeah, I think I would. Absolutely. Give me the give me the gold series coupe and, and that would be absolutely great. Um, so if that was going for sort of upwards of 250, 270 grand, what can you get as a Turbo S without breaking the 200 mark? Well, the answer is an awful lot, as probably a lot of you know. The earlier 991, the 991.1 uh, Turbo and Turbo S's have now come down to around just over the $100,000 mark, um, which is pretty good. And they, they will hold their value. The turbos hold their value, just like the GT cars hold their value. But you can pick up a first-generation turbo now for the low hundreds. Um, the other car that was right next to this one at Porsche Minneapolis, which is still available, um, I think it was around $170,000, was a 2018 911 Turbo S in black with black matching rims, the yellow um, carbon ceramic brakes, a black interior, and it, it was just absolutely stunning um <laughs> now at the time i probably didn't give as much much attention as i maybe should have done given how beautiful it is because i was looking at the exclusive series um but that is there for the taking if anybody's interested in turbo s you call chris at porsche minneapolis and start talking this black one is in pristine condition um i don't think it had too many miles on it. i think maybe four thousand maybe just a little less um it's the, you know, the flat six, 3.8 liter, just like the exclusive series. Um, it had the automatic transmission, of course, that the turbos have. Um, and uh, it was the coupe, you know, over the cabriolet. And actually, I think, you know, lining that one up, I mean, can I call it a basic Turbo S? You can't call a Turbo S a basic, but the normal Turbo S in black coupe next to the gold cabriolet exclusive series. I think I would take that black coupe every day of the week. Just so nice. Unfortunately, no deviated stitching, or at least the deviated stitching was just chalk. So I'm not really sure that counts in my book as deviated stitching in this black uh, Turbo S. Um, you could see that, you know, there was a slight color variation, but that didn't carry across to the steering wheel, um, even though it did carry into the dashboard. But again, you know, it's like 100% cow. Leather everywhere. Carbon fiber on the interior. Um, I didn't see any carbon fiber on the exterior. Um, but yeah, just in such good condition. So what has this got me thinking about? It's got me thinking about turbos. All right, so we're talking turbos. Now I had another turbo experience this week, which is a slight tangent just for a second off the topic of 911s. And that was a 2020 McCann. I just dropped a video on my YouTube channel the other day about my experience with the 2020 McCann. I think I'd have, if I had had the S or the GTS or the Turbo, it would have been a very different story. But I had the base, and it had a 2-liter 
four-cylinder turbocharged engine, which only put out a measly 248 horses, and it was particularly underwhelming. But that's another story. And if you want to take a look at a relatively boring McCann, you can go and check out my recent video on Auto Amateur. But let's talk about turbos and the used market. Like I was mentioning, you can pick up a turbo from the sort of 2013, 2040 timeframe, the first generation 991, for around 100,000 US. That's pretty incredible, considering when you buy them new, they're almost twice that, at least the Turbo S. Um, But you're still looking at another, you know, 70 or 80 grand on top of that to get yourself a turbo with with a nice spec, with, with all the trimmings. But I bring up the turbo because I'm looking. You know, I won't lie. I love my 991. I absolutely do. And I also love the 996, which is currently sat broken in the garage as well. But the 996 is going to get finished this year, and it's going to get sold, and it's going to go to a beautiful home. It's going to go to an owner that really enjoys it and will drive it and and appreciate the fact that it's been restored. The 996 can go on its merry way. I don't think I'll get rid of my 991. That is my daily driver. I love it. I've modified it. It really sort of hits the spot now in all the different places I want it to. The power, the look, the trimmings, the tune, the exhaust, the wheels. All I've got to do really is just paint the brake calipers. And considering I've just spent a fair amount of money fixing a issue with the hood, I'm going to be keeping that for a while. I, I just like it. It's my car. It's the 991. And also it has a special place in my heart because the first ever 911 I sat in after being a fan of 911s all my life. It took me until I was 38 years old, five years ago, four, five years ago, to pluck up the courage. And by pluck up the courage, I mean I was pushed into it by my wife to sit in a 911 in the dealership. And it just happened to be a first-generation 991 PDK in agate gray, the same color I've got now with a black interior. I mean, virtually identical car. And now that I own that, having owned four 911s, I've gone back round to the the 991.1 that I sat in first for the very first time, realized I could fit in it, um, and then pulled a trigger on a 996, bizarrely. Uh, It's just, it's special to me, so I'm going to keep it. But I have been thinking about getting another daily driver, and we're here in the middle of the winter, and my wife's Highlander is just fine. It's great for the four of us, my wife, myself, my two boys. We have a little girl coming in the summer. So that's going to either going to be, you know, three car seats in the middle row, or the Highlander actually has a third row if you want to put that row up, and maybe one kid can go back there. It's going to be a juggling game. So I have been thinking about getting a different daily driver. And living in the Midwest, you can't help but at least be, I wouldn't say enamored, but certainly be interested in finding out about trucks. <laughs> Pickup trucks, utes. <laughs> depending on where you live in the world. And you know what? I've started liking them, particularly the uh, the ice blue, uh, sort of like the ice blue, graphite blue kind of equivalent that Chevy have. And it's called um, the Chevy Silverado, Silverado 1500. I think it's called the, um, the Track Master or the Trail Boss Custom with black everywhere and the, and the blue and the black amber it's very nice it's really nice I, I would actually quite like one of those and it's got the super large crew cab and even with the, the driver's chair all the way back I can sit in the back seat comfortably and stretch my legs it's insane how big that thing is so I have been thinking about a truck but at the same time if I'm going to lay out paper to get a truck 
should I should I should I bother doing that? Should I look for something else? Can we just put up with my wife's Highlander and I'll look to get a turbo or look to get a GT3? Now GT3 is top of my list. If I buy another 911, I'm pretty sure it'll be the GT3. But having seen this exclusive series turbo this week, um, I, I wouldn't say I've been bitten by the bug, but let's just say that it's piqued my interest. So I've been looking pretty, pretty avidly <laughs> every day this week, looking at the used car market. So right now on the uh, on the uh, auto trader in the North American used car market, for $97,000 and change, you can get a 2014 911 Turbo in what looks like a... Um, what looks like a chalk color or maybe the graphite blue color 36,000 miles so that's pretty low mileage for a set for you know for a used 911 um, it's got the black interior of course it has the 3.8 liter flat six turbocharged engine all-wheel drive seven speed PDK and it has a lot of nice options it's got the carbon fiber interior it's got the glass roof it's got the sports chrono. It's got the lighting package. It's got front and rear park assist, if that's your bag. <laughs> it's got the 18-way adaptive sports seats with the extra bolsters. It's really tidy. It's got a lot of really nice features. I think even just looking at those handful of options, you're talking about $15,000 worth of options just there. Also looks like it has the carbon fiber. Sorry, the, um, the ceramic brakes. It's really nice. It's that graphite blue with black accent, black wheels, black emblems. It's got the black trim um, on the front of the grill, in the air intakes, and on the top of the spoiler. It's really tidy. 97 grand for a car that's going to give you 0 to 60 in about three and a half seconds. Absolutely unbelievable. Oh, it also has the black headlights as opposed to the typical, you know, usual sort of chromish like headlights. It's got the sports steering wheel. Now, let's just see if it's got the most important thing. Oh, it's also got deviated seatbelts, which I've done in my 991. It has the red deviated seatbelts, and it has red deviated stitching in this black interior. So, I mean, maybe I've just found my turbo right here and now, because if I was to configure a turbo from new from the factory, it would probably be this one. It would be red deviated stitching. It would be red seatbelts. It would be an interesting color on the outside, like a chalk, like a graphite blue. Um, or a Miami blue. It has the carbon fiber, but does it have the most important thing? Let's have a quick look. Does it have the air-cooled seats? Yes, it does. Friends, I think I've taught myself into this turbo. <laughs> it's absolutely perfect. It even has the double-stacked LED lights, which I really like, instead of the basic halogen lights. 97 grand. Let's see where it is. Where is it? Who cares? I'll drive there. It's in Illinois. It's actually not too far away. That's probably like a six-hour drive. Oh, guys, here I am just flirting with the idea of getting a turbo and now found one that pretty much hits all of the things I want. Well, anyway, that's a pretty perfect-looking spec. <laughs> what else is that? Uh, for 104000 there's a white Turbo S with 45,000 miles. So for an extra sort of eight grand. Um, it's still a first-generation 991. It's 2014, the same as the previous one. It has the Spider centerlock wheels, which look absolutely gorgeous. Um, it has the radar assist on the front, I can see. Um, I think this is Carrera white, actually. It's not It's not regular white. Um, 
Now, for a Turbo S, it actually looks like it's got um, the GT3 spoiler on the back. That doesn't look like the standard Turbo spoiler unless it's uh, unless they've fixed it um, up high. I think I think that's what it is. Um, it's got the ceramic brakes, which look really great, contrasting against the uh, the chalk exterior. They've got the sport wheel. Um, it's got sports chrono. Um, doesn't seem to have very much on the inside by way of deviated stitching, which doesn't make it look particularly exciting, but... Wow, it does have the bum coolers, the seat coolers, excellent. Um, and of course, it has the sports exhaust. Uh, that's that's a really tidy setup as well. It's got the high seat back, the, the high bolsters. Uh, that's a really nice spec. So yeah, turbos, high the high 90s, the low 100s for a turbo or a turbo S. What a treat. Because looking at the GT3 market, the prices are sort of similar, um, which, which is kind of interesting. I, I would have assumed that the GT3s might have held their value a little more and would have been a little more... Um, a little more expensive than the turbos, but it doesn't seem to be the case um, because in my research recently, I've been looking um, for GT3s extensively and um, not the RSs, but the uh, just, just the GT3 and um, looking for the same year, um, it's around the same. There's a, uh, a 2015 GT3 coupe here in um, in the sort of aqua blue kind of color. I think it's not it's not actually aqua blue, but it kind of looks like that color. Um, 39,000 miles, and that's about 107 grand. So a year younger than that previous turbo, and about two or three grand more with a little less mileage. So it kind of works out around the same. There's another one here, used 2015 GT3 coupe in white with black wheels and red uh, rims around, you know, so like red uh, red trim around the edge of the wheels, um, 109,000. Um, so it's sort of, it's, it's interesting, it's pretty similar. So would you go naturally aspirated GT3, same year, same generation, or would you go for turbocharged? You know, I guess it's would you like the New York strip steak or the filet mignon. They both come from the cow and they both taste great if that's your thing. <laughs> well, it's nice flirting with the idea at least. Now, what I think I will have to do, and if you're listening, Chris, I might have to hit you up to get a test drive in that black turbo, if you'll let me, if you'll be so kind, because uh, oh, that just looks absolutely incredible. Well, friends, that's it for another Auto Amateur podcast. Uh, flirting with the idea of a turbo hit me up uh, on instagram at auto.amateur let me know what you think i'm going to be posting some photos of the exclusive series turbo that i saw earlier this week um, i'm also going to hopefully try and get my hands on a turbo to drive uh, because i haven't really had much experience in turbocharged porsches apart from the latest cayenne and the latest mccann unfortunately i need to get behind the wheels of a turbocharged 911 if you're in the Twin Cities and you have a turbo and you fancy making a video, please hit me up. Let me know. Well, that's it for now, guys. Hope you're staying safe and healthy. We're looking at another year ahead of virtual working and lockdowns and all that sort of doom and gloom from 2020. But hopefully we can start seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. And hopefully, at the very least, we can get out into our cars, masks or no masks, and just go for a drive. Enjoy it. Speak soon. Take care. Bye.